VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We know that you want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there. Welcome to What Matters with your host, Mary Beth Lodge. In today's world of distractions, we can get overwhelmed with day-to-day responsibilities that keep us busy, frustrated, and confused. With an emphasis on the power of the mind and drawing on the fields of personal health, education, neuroscience, business, and spirituality, we'll discuss practical strategies to help you stay focused on your priorities, choices, and results. Now, here is Mary Beth Lodge. Good morning. How are you today? What a beautiful day we have this morning. Thank you for joining me. Today, I'm going to challenge you to make a difference. I'm going to ask you to find the motivation to make a change within yourself that will carry ripples of positive change into the lives of those around you and well beyond that. So for this one hour... I'm asking you to spend the time listening, thinking, and applying this information presented here today, not to anyone else, not to your significant other, your best friend, your child, your parent, or your coworker, but apply it to you and just you. You are the only person you can really change. You are the only person you are responsible for. You are the person that can truly make a difference. Yeah, I know, you're busy. We're all busy. We lead very busy lives. Sometimes it feels good to be busy, doesn't it? But sometimes busy just means distracted. And that distraction might lead us away from our goals or cause us to lose focus. Are you taking for granted the people in your life and the actions that you take that are most important to you? Are you spending your energy on things that don't really matter? What are the choices you make in your world? How do you touch the lives of the people you meet? Do you create sunshine wherever you are? Let's start this morning by making our own sunshine. What are you grateful for today? It is a beautiful, cool morning where I am. I don't know what your weather is like, but you know, it's always so much easier on a sunny morning to be sunshiny ourselves. But can you create your own sunshine with gratitude? This morning, I am in love with the world because I have that wonderful energized feeling that comes from regular exercise. Because I've chosen to take care of my body, I feel better, and I can easily radiate that energy out into the world. I'm grateful that I had last week the luxury of time to spend with friends and family and enjoy the quiet little moments that we had together. And I'm thankful for the health of my friends and my family. My mother will turn 96 on Friday. You know, her health is still good. She was able to travel with us to Florida and just thrive in that environment of being active, being healthy, and coming home to a garden that was thriving as well. She was so excited. And I want to be 
um, I want to express some, some gratitude towards the people who supported my work as I traveled, the ones that stayed home and kept things running, and the ones who traveled with me to ensure that all of the transitions of my work were smooth. And I'm grateful for the people who support and sponsor this program and keep us able to share this message of hope and excitement, focus and health. And I'm also grateful for a wonderful guest that we have this morning on our show. Ron Howell is the president and CEO of Zuma Worldwide. Ron has over 30 years of diversified leadership experience. He has distinguished himself in various businesses and held executive positions in several industries, including real estate, distribution, national and international sales, wholesale and retail marketing, and financial service. Over the last four years, he has held the senior VP, president, and CEO positions in national and international network marketing companies, holding a bachelor's degree in management from the University of Maryland and an MBA from the Selinger School of Business and Management at Loyola College. Ron is considered a leading educator in business and marketing as an adjunct professor at Loyola College in Baltimore, Maryland. Ron has also served his country as a United States Marine. Good morning, Ron. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Mary Beth. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. And listening to you, I feel better already. (laughs) Well, good. Well, let's spread some sunshine this morning, Ron. We're talking about business energy. So where would you like to start on that? Well, I want to tell you, first of all, that, um, you know, it's, it's funny because the theme that I've adopted um, over this past month is one of Servolution and, uh, working, and uh, working on behalf of and in the best interest of other people. And uh, one of the, the phrases that I spoke to as recently as last night is that um, each of us needs to look at change but we also need to ensure that we take this change to, to fill the sails of our life with regard to uh, having an impact in others. Mm-hmm. And so as I listened to you this morning talking about um, the person in your life that uh, you can most effectively uh, change, uh, it's obviously looking in the mirror at yourself. And, and it's something I grow to know over all the years of education, uh, academically and or experientially, and uh, serves me really, really well. Uh, so that's a fun topic and one that we could probably have a whole show on somewhere along the way. We'd love to, to uh, embrace that with you just from a philosophical standpoint. But what a, what a gift and what a great way to start the day, and thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Well, Ron, why don't you start us off with kind of a, a general principles of business that you follow. You know, it, I hear you talking about Servolution, but you didn't start there. That's, oh, boy. that's what you've come from to. Where did you come from? Well, it's a great story, and I, I think that uh, the best way I can phrase it is to reach back and talk about why I do what I do and, and why I've become the person that I am. And it, it began with me as a young man just out of the military, having served four years in the Marine Corps and uh, going back to college. And um, the last semester, like a lot of us, uh, I got an exception to carry 21 credit hours to finish in that semester. And little did I know in the middle of that semester that my first son would be born. And uh, after 20 hours in the waiting room, in those days you really couldn't uh, be in the delivery room, um, the doctor came out in one breath. He said, Mr. Howell, you have a 8-pound and 12 and 3-quarter-ounce son. And in the next breath, he said, he'll probably be crippled the rest of his life. Oh, my. And um, as a young man, uh, having your first child uh, is a stranger in your home to begin with, something you learn about. But to have that complicated 
uh, with and through the challenges that my son faced um, sort of amplified and was a reality check. And the doctor took me in the room to introduce me to my son, who had physical abnormalities of all of his extremities. Um, he had what they call rocker bottom feet, which is the opposite of club feet. Mm-hmm. He had scoliosis. Uh, he had congenital hips, meaning out of the socket. His hands were so fisted and flat, they thought he didn't have any bones. And at one day old, I had the, the privilege uh, to drive 50 miles from where he was born to a little place called Johns Hopkins. <laughs> and uh, little did I know that uh, my life would change. And mm-hmm. boy, it would change in a hurry. And uh, I think that I went that year from being 22 to being about 35 years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the blessings began, and little did I know at that time I was too busy attending to it and getting through it to realize exactly the magnitude and significance of what was happening uh, as they began to entertain and uh, take on the challenges that uh, my son not only faced at the moment but the ones he would face in the future. Mm-hmm. And I began to uh, realize um, what was important in life. I began to reevaluate my priorities. I began to reassess uh, the things that I hold near and dear and to reprioritize. Uh, at that point in my life, it was all about becoming successful. It was all about getting a career path. It was all about finishing my education and bright and excited every day to go out and meet the challenges and, and face the future head on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and was still able to do that um, and driven out of necessity, not necessarily desire. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mary Beth, I remember in those, the first year of his life in 1972 that um, that year, the medical expenses for my son were about $20,000 more than his insurance covered. And I was making about $7,500 a year. <laughs> so the barometer that I had for the measure in business of success was literally only in dollars uh, because mm-hmm. I needed them and didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I started my whole career driven uh, to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, a, it was a platform that at that point in my life was probably not only a point of relief and an outlet, with regard to the personal challenges I was facing, but it also served me well um, as a springboard uh, into the business community to understand the importance of, of being driven, the importance of being dedicated, the importance of uh, making a decision and being focused on accomplishing the things that uh, you set out to attain, um, to put your goals together and, and to materialize them with and through a written plan and to develop your plan and, and work your plan. And so it was one that, that served me really, really well, uh, one that I would not necessarily have chosen or been as diligent about if I wasn't driven based on the need that I have, but one that turned out uh, to be quite a blessing. So uh, interesting start to, uh, to a career, if you will. Well, that is a great story and, and certainly illustrates the, the persistence, the, the diligence that comes from that kind of motivation. That, that was all about, you know, his care and, and uh, you know, making sure he had the best that you could provide for him. And I don't think there's anything that, that drives a stronger passion than no that. No question about it. Uh, but what was happening, uh, Mary Beth, that I didn't realize at the time because I was busy getting through it, um, that I was to meet people that would become lifelong relationships, that I interfaced with what became world-class uh, doctors. Um, uh, I remember working with Dr. Anita Meyer, one of the foremost authorities in radiology. Uh, Dr. Kopitz was his orthopedic surgeon and went on to become the foremost authority on dwarfs in the world. Uh, Dr. John Freeman and Mark Batshaw uh, developed a little program called the Kennedy Institute, which we now know as Sloan Kettering, and Dr. Bell was the audiologist. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, in those days, they were just people that had contribution to my son's well-being. Uh, but as time went on, they not only became good friends and lifelong friends, but um, they were uh, people that took uh, certainly the lead in their field of expertise and in many ways uh, paved the future uh, with regard to technology and improvements that would take place in the craft that they were honing. So it was an exciting time. Mm-hmm. Wow. A lot of development there. And, and what great... What great environment for you as you were pursuing a business and, and career to be surrounded by other individuals that were equally as driven in their own fields and as innovative. Well, you're right. And I, I will tell you, though, in those days, um, what I didn't understand was um, I was driven out of need and necessity. They were driven out of passion. Yes. And they were... Um, down a path that um, were follow- was following their heart, that was following what they knew, uh, was absolutely changing people's lives. And uh, I was relegated to my circumstances and trying to survive while they were in an environment that was allowing them to thrive. And uh, it was something that I didn't understand at the time. It's something I look back with great respect. And, and I've um, earned and learned myself. And it's something that I impart in part of the training that um, we do every day in our business which is an exciting adjunct and and one that you could not um, go out and buy, one that you couldn't get at the Institute of Higher Learning that I call it, but Mm -hmm. it's only with and through the School of Application that uh, through life's experiences that you could uh, embrace that learning curve and understand the significance of it. So it's one that uh, set the format and the tone for what became the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How incredible. And, uh, you know, I just have to ask, because I have this strong need for closure, what was the outcome? Well, it was incredible in terms of a gift to me. Uh, my son went through a lot of challenges um, up to, and I remember spending 120 consecutive nights on at least three occasions um, at Johns Hopkins. Uh, you learn with a child that you don't leave them alone at night in a hospital. That's um, right. And he uh, went through a lot of adversity, and, and unfortunately, um, at nine and a half years old, on July 4th, 1981, I, I lost him. Mm. And um, and I will tell you that uh, bereavement is something that, uh, uh, you know, each person handles differently. Mine was immediate, significant, and impactful. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking away from that part of my life uh, being mad at God for probably four or five years. Like, what was that all about? <laughs> you know, what was that going to prove? What part in my life would I learn from that that would have significance, that would, number one, help me through it? And number two, contribute to the person that I would become. Mm-hmm. And did you did you find a way to turn that around to bring that? Oh boy, did I! And I'm assuming that's going to be our next chapter. Yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's um, okay. Little did I know at that point what a contribution that would have to the business element and the business side of the person that I would become. Okay. Well, let's just take a break here. And um, when we come back, we'll, we'll go on with that story, if that's okay with you. You bet it is. Okay. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast. Like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Ooh, Jenny, did you hear that Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one. AT&T. Rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network. Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both. And it's only from AT&T. Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com slash network. New two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com slash note. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our guest is Ron Howell, the president and CEO of Zuma Worldwide. And Ron, you just shared some very powerful background, powerful story. Why don't you go on with that? Tell us how that has shaped who you are and how you work today. Well, I appreciate that, Mary Beth. And I, I will tell you that, you know, during those those years of my life, it was a, a very trying time. In fact, um, I was a commissioned salesperson. And for those of you that understand that, that means that the more I sold, the more money that I made. And of course, in the situation I was in, that drove me dramatically because the more money I made, the more the more capable I was of taking care of my son and the responsibilities associated with that. And in those days, when I would call on a customer, I would rarely ever talk about my son. And it wasn't embarrassment. It wasn't shame. It wasn't, um, you know, the fact that um, I didn't want people to know about the challenges I was facing. Um, it was about the fact that I only had a window of time when I met with that consumer or customer. And if I used it talking about my son, the chances are I couldn't regain it and or find the opportunity to sell them product that I needed to um, uh, accomplish in order to accomplish the income that I needed to take care of my son. 
So it was kind of ironic um, when I lost my son, probably business-wise, less than five or six people knew in the business world that I had a challenge and had a son like that. Um, certainly all my friends knew about it. And certainly it was something that um, we uh, not only got involved with our, our relationships with our friends, but they absolutely helped beyond your imagination and part of a longer story. Mm-hmm. But the reason I bring that up is because in those days, um, driven on need and driven by necessity, um, I didn't talk about him. And, and what's interesting about that, after I went through my bereavement and after I went through my challenges and moved on with life, I really wasn't in a position or in a in a, a stage of necessity where I would still talk about him until I got entrenched in health, until <laughs> I was reborn, if you will, um, and I was able to center my direction and my passion in life uh, through a channel that was not only interesting to me, but one that I had lived through, one that from a transformational educational standpoint that I could embrace because of the significance of what I was learning. And I knew that by sharing information and building a platform to do that, that I could really touch other people's lives. And so my son and the challenges that I went through became my moniker. It became my point of communication, if you will. It became my uh, olive branch, if you will, that I could reach to other people and share my challenges, share my life's experiences, share the drama, the, the impact that my son had on my life. And by offering that in communication with potential partnerships, that it would give them the opportunity with their background and the challenges that they faced to perhaps in equal fashion share something that went on that was very personal to them that otherwise they may have never talked about. And what I found, Mary Beth, was that I found this overwhelming number of people that have had their own stories, that have had their own uh, difficulties, that have had uh, challenges in their life, not unlike mine. And, of course, the degree of that challenge for each individual is 100% into proportion to how that challenge touches your personal life. For me, I had a son that never walked and never talked, and that was very challenging and very devastating. But it was no less challenging than someone who's had a child break a foot. No less challenging than someone that had a broken finger. Uh, because of the manner in which that challenge faced that individual, they took that challenge as significantly as I did my own son. And it was something I had to put in perspective, but that I knew with and through the communication of the challenges that I faced that it would provide a platform for people to share. And what's happened is over the last 15 years of my life, My life has taken on a dramatically different flavor, a dramatically different direction, and um, and I'm proud to tell you, um, as we'll learn as we talk together with each other today, that um, I had a a big, a big opportunity face me, and that's centered around the fact that I went on to build a traditional business. In fact, I built a number of traditional businesses, and I learned a lot about relationships. I learned a lot about uh, people. I learned a lot about myself. And uh, through those middle years of my life, I was a person that um, um, had the good fortune and blessing to be relatively good at what I did. But I never realized how um, big I was with regard to control. I never realized um, within myself that my life was about um, the art of what I called diplomacy. And Mary Beth, my definition of diplomacy is the art of letting you have my way. 
(laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that definition. (laughs) We all know people like that. And I'm uh, proud to tell you at one point in time, I was one of them, even though I'm sorry during the years that I was that way. But I was not a guy you even wanted to play cards with. Because I would tell you what card you were going to lay down. I was going to play my hand, your hand, and everyone else's because I was that smart in my mind. And uh, little did I realize that um, that isn't the way life was meant to be. And no one wants to uh, remotely uh, believe that you have that much control or that much impact or that much knowledge about them. Um, But during those years, uh, I remember at 26 years old, I was promoted, and I had a lot of old guys like I am now with the gray hair and gray temples working for me. And and because they were so much older and I was 26, I knew if they worked for me that I had to be smarter than them. And, uh, you know, and little did I realize that uh, not only was I not smarter than them, but I was traveling almost 200 nights a year away from home while they were home every night with their, their wife and family having a better quality of life and making just about the same kind of money that I made. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Didn't, didn't get that at 26, though, did you? <laughs> oh, I was so smart. I was just, you know, I was the, I would, I would tell you that, uh, you know, I was Mark Twain. You know, I was, uh, you know, Mark Twain when he was 17. The old story goes that um, he couldn't believe how stupid his father was. And uh-huh. when, he, when, he, when he turned 21, he couldn't believe how much his dad learned in four years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll be the first to admit that I was that person. And, uh, and it took me a while to get it. And, and I think part of that was attributed to the fact that um, I didn't necessarily have, uh, from a family standpoint, Uh, people with a professional background. I didn't have necessarily, from a business standpoint, the mentoring um, that I would learn and grow to have as I matured um, my growth. And uh, it's something that I now contribute to heavily because I think it's so important uh, to make everyone understand as they're developing and growing uh, priorities, uh, importance, uh, what I now call significance, And I'll be the first to tell you as we mature this conversation today that I was very late with that. It wasn't until I was almost 50 years old that I finally turned to my wife and and said, you know what, I'm ready for that next phase of my life. I'm ready to admit openly that I don't have all the answers, even though at many times I act like I do. I'm ready to, to step up and realize that this is no longer about me and controlling everybody else and having my way with them. This is really about other people. This is really about helping other people get to where they want to be in life. And at 50 years old, I had an epiphany that I can remember almost the day and the time that I realized that the only way that I was truly going to become the person I wanted to be was to change and change radically. And that change involved looking at myself first. I went through a personal development course, and it was the most extensive, intensive program I'd ever been through in all of my education. You know, undergraduate, graduate school, teaching, uh, formalized in the service, and, and beyond. And, and I realized to reflect and to, to look within myself and understand myself better and realize that it was no longer about what I wanted, needed, or had to have, that it was really about my legacy. It was about what I was going to leave and whose life I was going to touch and how was I going to do that. And how could I take my life's work and share that in the form and fashion that other key people could embrace it and perhaps reduce their learning curve and the cost that I had paid to get from where I was to where I wanted to be? Mm -hmm. And I crossed that bridge, I call it, that huge bridge from success, which, by the way, my definition of success, when somebody said success, all I saw was an equal sign with dollar bills. 
Mm-hmm. And that was driven on the coattails of not having it with my first son. Mm-hmm. So when somebody said success, I was like a cash register going on, cha-ching, cha-ching. That means I'm making money. But for the first time, I crossed that bridge from success to significance. And I realized that the only way I was going to get the satisfaction and fulfillment in my personal life was with what I could give to other people to help them fulfill their lives. And boy, what an incredible opportunity that was for me. And glad to have learned it at all, even though it was much later than I would hope for many people whose lives I'm now touching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At, at what point did you recognize the, the responsibility of mentoring? At, at what point in that process for you did you grasp that, uh, you know, as we learn, we, um, we have a responsibility to mentor others, to offer what we know? Well, I will tell you early on it happened for me. I was blessed. I, I at the ripe old age of 19, um, became one of the instructors in the military as a Marine for the Navy. Uh-huh. And I taught Naval IT school, which is uh, Dale Carnegie on steroids. It's eight hours a day, five days a week for four months, for four weeks, I mean. And, um, and, and I learned the, the spirit of being an orator. I understood uh, evaluation. I understood um, recognizing and identifying qualities within people. Uh, in those days, um, I, I didn't do it in the spirit of giving back to them, although I did um, give tremendous feedback and, and have throughout my life. I, I learned very early on. And perhaps in the next segment, we'll share that a little bit about what to look for in people, what the expectation is. And then more importantly, I learned my role with regard to the contribution that I could make in a positive way that wasn't in my own interest that could serve them well and ironically with and through helping them actually help myself in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. 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 And, uh, you know, I think sometimes that self-centeredness doesn't allow people to recognize that you really gain more by giving than you ever gain by, as you put it, diplomacy. Oh, <laughs> Deciding- you, are being, you are being so diplomatic <laughs> <laughs> and so polite. <laughs> but truly, I think that is a lesson that... Yeah, many people have to come to is, you know, as you did in your career, you started out with defining success in terms of figures, in terms of dollar signs. And, you know, at some point came to a recognition that success is so much beyond that. But once you step outside of you and, and gain that, that recognition that if you give away, more comes back. Not only do I believe that, Mary Beth, but I can take that a step further if I may and, Certainly. and understand initially for me, when I uh, read the good book and attended church and they talked about giving you shall receive uh, early on, I just thought that was about if you give more money, you'll get more money. <laughs> and I'm not yeah. so sure a lot of people, even though they may not admit that, that's what they believe. Mm-hmm. Little mm-hmm. did I realize that it was way beyond money, mm-hmm. that it wasn't giving of, of money because that's the easiest thing that you can give. It's the least painful, ironically. But it yes. was giving of yourself. It was giving of your time. It was giving of your personality. It was a contribution of who you are in the best interest and well-being of someone else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And All that right, with, is giving. Yes, 
Yes. With that, Ron, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll continue this wonderful conversation. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast. Like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Ooh, Jenny, did you hear that Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one. AT&T. Rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network. Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both, and it's only from AT&T. Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com slash network. New two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com slash note. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning, and thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our guest is Ron Howell, the president and CEO of Zuma Worldwide. And Ron has given us some incredible guidance in terms of leadership and um, and success and the difference between monetary success and true significance in the world. Ron, let, let's just go on with that approach that you've taken so far. You know, we've we've talked about giving back and mentoring. Um, how does that guide you now? Where did, where has that brought you? Well, well, thank you for that. I, I there's a one little step as a preamble, if I may, that um, mm-hmm. that happened, and I, you know, I'm not sure. You know, uh, 
God is great in my life, and, and um, sometimes I, I think, uh, or I believe that nothing happens by accident. And uh, little did I know as I um, matured and, and hit that 50-year mark that um, it would be the stepping stone and change for um, a radical redevelopment of myself. That uh, within through the industry that I got involved in, I began to learn a lot about people uh, beyond what I had uh, before. It was the first time in my life that I transitioned from a traditional route of business, um, I call it, into a different kind of platform, one that was driven by um, people at levels of high performance, one that was driven with a flavor of freedom, unlike most people get in a traditional setting. And that was in direct sales. Mm-hmm. It was uh, something that I had been exposed to back in the 70s. In fact, um, kidding, somewhat kidding, I, I used to call it the Amway ambush. And, <laughs> and I certainly don't mean anything bad by that, and it's certainly not condescending. But I remember coming out of the military and one of my friends inviting me over for a get-together of all of us that hadn't seen each other in a number of years. And, and of course, with my special child, I had never left him overnight with anyone at any time, anywhere. And uh, this was no exception. And I said, well, I have a special child. And, and uh, he says, well, bring him. And so my wife and I and my son went to this seemingly um, uh, sort of uh, just this meeting, this little get-together, the social gathering. I excited about it and only to pull up to his home and realize there was about 20 cars there. And on the surface, uh, that still didn't bother me until I went in. And his home was set up uh, theater style with a screen and a, and a chalkboard and a guy in a three-piece suit drawing circles. And I quickly understood and realized that I was in some business setting, um, some supposedly uh, perhaps all-volunteer kind of opportunity um, that was anything but what I expected to to come see that night. And so I I was a little incensed by that. Um, In those days, I was a a little mad because I had my my son, which was quite a a challenge to travel with. Mm -hmm. And and so I, I... was polite and uh, said my goodbyes and left and, and just thought, boy, I hope I never get in that situation again. And, and I learned later that I was just, you know, I was introduced to an incredible industry just by my standards the wrong way. And looking back, at first I was mad at the way I was introduced. And, and as I learned more about the industry, I was mad that he just didn't tell me because I would have come by myself and I'd have been in this direct sales industry way back in the 70s and probably been a lot further along in life, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, when, so when I got exposed to the industry and for the first time um, I listened, um, you know, as opposed to just listening but not paying attention, um, I began to understand that there was a, a radical shift that was taking place in the business community, that there were other ways to accomplish uh, a mission, if you will, um, that, was more, um, uh, that had more latitude, more opportunity for personality, more opportunity for personal growth. And so I decided that um, in 1995 that I would enter into the direct sales industry. At that point in time, the, the most success I'd ever had was in the carpet business. I spent 20 years in that industry. And as I was telling you, at 26, I became a, a supervisor, so to speak, or a manager, and then a regional manager, and then a vice president. And, and again, in those days, I just thought I was really, really smart. And, and as I look back, uh, Mary Beth, it's kind of funny because I was anything but that. I was barely above average. But I happened to be positioned into an industry that was exploding. In fact, in the 70s, uh, the technological innovations in that industry so far outpaced raw material cost increases that the price of carpeting went backwards for 20 years. (laughs) And I was almost on the front end of that explosion and got to enjoy it from the beginning almost to the end. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And consequently, I enjoyed not only the ride, but the economic opportunity that it provided for me by being in that industry. And when I got out and I began to look back and realize how lucky I was that I just happened to be in a great place and went to work, I realized how could I ever duplicate that? How could I ever, want, you know, at any other time find an industry that I could join that might be exploding in the same proportion that might afford me the opportunity to get in early and enjoy a, a career in that industry? And in 1995, that surfaced because shortly before that is when AT&T was deregulated. The telephone industry was being deregulated. Imagine that, something we never thought would ever happen in our lifetime. Big Bell was becoming the baby bells. Mm-hmm. And uh, little did we know what an impact that would have. And I thought, boy, if I could just find a way into the telecommunications industry, I might revisit that exact same success I had had at the ripe old age of 24, 5, and 6. Mm-hmm. And so I chose direct sales. And, uh, boy, it was incredible. Um, I got involved, and, and I happen to be one of those people that's blessed. Uh, I don't think that I've ever misused any relationships in my life. So consequently, I was positioned as I joined this new industry to use those relationships. And I qualify use as opposed to misuse. Mm -hmm. I was able to go back to friends and family and relationships and and share with them what I was entertaining. And in many cases, because I did have a track record of success, because I had a record of performance, um, I had people that joined hands with me very quickly. And I I built a relatively large organization in a very short period of time, really not even understanding the industry, having uh, no forethought, no real tremendous mentorship, uh, but just going out and doing what I would have done in traditional business and or in in life, and that is um, working with and through people, showing those individuals how doing what I was doing as opposed to what they were doing, that they could leverage themselves more and provide greater opportunity for their personal growth. And the benefit was that they didn't even have to quit what they were doing to do what I was doing. And even as I learned more, I even advised people from time to time, don't quit what you're doing. It's because of what you're doing now that you can do what I do and not only be better at it, but create that optional income, if you will, that ancillary income, that discretionary income that could not only allow you to live better, but in many cases provide points of leverage for you that would give you more choices in life and better choices. And it was something that I learned very quickly and something that I'm, I'm excited about to this day. Obviously, you can just hear. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, on, I, your I, excitement I, just kind of reverberates through yeah. every word. <laughs> well, in, well, in those days, it was, um, you know, I, I was having fun, and, and we put thousands and thousands of people into an organization, and it was just fun. And I was learning and being exposed to new relationships and, and uh, bringing to the table a, a life's work with regard to traditional business and, and applying that to a new environment and a new group of associates. And, and I enjoyed great success. I had a lot of fun, and, and my wife and I got to travel some. And, and uh, it wasn't very long before I realized that um, dial tone was going to become a commodity. And what I mean by that is that it was going to become price-driven. It had nothing to do with quality. In fact, looking back in retrospect, little did we know in those days that every new carrier that surfaced in the 90s really was just some new form or fashion of AT&T because AT&T, under government issue and rule, was obligated to carry the traffic on their lines, no matter who the carrier was, and to resell those lines to those carriers. And so it became a price battle. 
And as a matter of fact, it's a battle that you see going on today in the mobile industry. So it became a commodity, and I realized that I would be relegated to being price-oriented, and that if you lead with price, you have very little to follow, and you have very little loyalty, because what happens is you lose your brand identification, and that's exactly what happened to AT&T and MCI and WorldCom at the time, and that's why we, and Sprint, and that's why now today you hear about, you know, names of carriers that nobody's even ever heard of, and one emerges and one leaves, you know, throughout the year all the time. Mm-hmm. So I realized that that wasn't going to be a platform that served me well. And with a little less than two years' involvement in that company, I sold my business. Another thing that I love about the industry that I'm talking about is that it is your own business. And I sold it for what I consider, Mary Beth, to be an obscene amount of money. I couldn't even <laughs> imagine. And I made a decision, which we'll talk about in this last leg, that, um, that really it was an incredible decision. It was one that, uh, that now is representative of the person that I've become. It is the a platform that I used. And uh, it was a very bold, and uh, I think, uh, looking back at that time, step that I would take in my personal development that would have a, a lifelong impact on where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, Ron, with that, we're, we are going to take a break. Um, and when we come up, you can, you can tell us where this, where this led you. Okay? I'm excited about it. Good. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast. Like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Ooh, Jenny, did you hear that Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one. AT&T. Rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network. Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both, and it's only from AT&T. Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com slash network. New two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com slash note. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now back to What Matters. Good morning, and thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our guest has been Ron Howell, the president and CEO of Zuma Worldwide. Ron, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Where where has this taken you? Well, I appreciate that, Mary Beth, and it's been incredible. I, I was suggesting to you that, um, you know, as I finished that career and sold that business, that um, I met with my wife and I said, you know, I think that I want to be a consultant. I think that um, I have something to give. I think I could lend um, some professional skills and some life's work and, and some legacy to an industry that I think is ready for that. And I thought I could really make a difference. And so I um, became a consultant. I, I joined hands with some of the most reputable and highly visible people in this industry. And we began running seminars in a little town called Las Vegas. And I don't know how much you know about business, but it is the easiest and most economical place that you can run a business. And almost anybody that you invite, at least nationally, if not internationally, uh, will be more than glad to meet you there. So I found myself in a situation where I could, instead of meeting one meeting at a time and traveling from state to state to do that, that I could uh, position myself in one center and have lots of people come see me. And so this was no exception. We ended up uh, building an audience of between 50 and 75 companies at every one of our meetings twice a year. And they were companies like the one we now own. Um, that would come in and they would seek our advice and, and professional attitude and understanding from an educational standpoint of how to start one of these companies. Uh, direct sales, multi-level marketing, MLM, new words, new challenges, new opportunities. And what did it mean? It was quickly becoming an incredibly viable channel. And it was at the point where traditional business could no longer ignore it. As a matter of fact, when Warren Buffett bought the Pampered Chef, everyone stood up and took notice. And I was the guy in this presentation during the course of two days that they would bring in to talk about how to solicit and secure a top gun, a guy to run your company. And so I was a guy that would entertain people and make them understand what it took to run a company, what it took to put one together, fix one, tear it apart, or sell it. And as you can imagine, among this community of people that attended, we would have three succinct areas that people were attending and the reasons for that. One was they would be people looking to start one of these companies and learning how to do it with the least amount of cost. And I don't mean just dollars. Number two would be people that had started one of these and it was about two years old or less and they couldn't figure out what to do to make it successful. And the third, uh, very prevalent, were those more than two years old that not only couldn't figure it out, but it was too late and they were dead and wouldn't admit it. And so as you can imagine, I do that presentation and I would get a lot of offers. And those offers led me to uh, positions as the CEO and or president of three different companies over an eight-year window. And if you learn anything about consulting or know anything, uh, the thing about consulting is that people hire you, they will pay you a lot of money for what you know. But Mm -hmm. they also are looking for reasons once they think they know what you know, and, and I emphasize think because they obviously don't know what you know, but they think they do, they don't need you anymore. And so I told my wife, don't get thin-skinned. I'm going to be hired a lot. I'm going to be paid a lot of money, and I'm going to be fired a lot, and all that's okay. 
<laughs> and so during that course of eight years, we launched three companies with great success. They're all in business today, I'm proud to tell you, and all thriving. Uh, but little did I know along the way that I would be bitten, that I would be exposed to an opportunity driven on the coattails of a product unlike I'd never seen before. And uh, that gateway um, formalized itself, and uh, we now know that and broadcast that company as Zuma Worldwide. Um, I met with a little business owner that had a mom-and-pop operation, and he was sort of in his final swan song of life and had decided that um, he was at a point where he wanted to sell his company. And he introduced me to his product, and he, when I first met him, said, I wish I met you a couple of years ago. I said the same, and within three months, I took over controlling interest and bought that company. And uh, that was back in 1993, excuse me, 2003. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest transition uh, during that decision was that I went to my wife and I was consulting for a company in Phoenix and a company in Salt Lake, and I was traveling two or three weeks a month. And if you know anything about sales and marketing, if you want to make the kind of money that you expect, you're going to have to travel. And so through the years of my life, I paid that price so that my family wouldn't have to that I wouldn't disrupt the integrity of either their education and or their personal life, that I would pay the price and travel. And uh, that was what I was doing when I was consulting. And when I found this little company, uh, I went to my wife and said, I want to buy this little company in Virginia, less than 200 miles from where we lived, and I had grown up and spent my entire life. And she said, well, you can buy that company, but we're going to move. (laughs) (laughs) I paused, and I said... You know, I've never moved in my life, except for four years in the Marine Corps. I paid the price and travel, but I have never moved. She says, I know. I want to make sure you're serious. <laughs> and, oh, and your your you, wife I is so of, wise. <laughs> yeah, boy, women are so smart. And, um, and I said, well, you know, I'm not sure about the area where it is, but uh, we had, uh, on four times a year, gone to a little place called Williamsburg, Virginia, and my best friend lives in Richmond, and we would play golf, and his wife and my wife would shop, and we would just enjoy ourselves. And I thought, well, maybe I could live in that environment, and, and that's the decision we made. And, and the blessing was that not only did we move, but we brought everybody we know, love, and care about with us. Uh, we were able to bring all three children, now three grandchildren, at that time her mother and father and her sister. And, and I learned very quickly that all, that other, that all the rest of my life was just stuff. Mm-hmm. And that as long as you had those things you hold near and dear, that um, not only could you survive, but you could thrive. And so it's been amazing. We, we spent two years embracing that company, realizing that uh, we were going to do something different, that we were going to make a difference. And the only way we could do that was by making enormous, in, enormous investments, not only in dollars, but in time and human capital. And so for two years, we expended over $1.6 million in technology. We spent uh, two years getting our platform in place. The consulting years paid off big dividends because I had l- literally purchased on behalf of other companies every software system that was turnkey that the industry had to offer and realized that the only way long-term you could have the impact that you needed to in people's lives was to have complete control of your destiny with and through the platform you put in place. Mm -hmm. I took the product that we had that was absolutely a life changer. It's a grassroots mineral product that uh, is absolutely instrumental in the foundational level of everybody's health at the cellular level that it was a contribution beyond and had the impact uh, more significant than anything I'd ever been involved in. And early on, I reflected back to companies that I had been with where we had gone around the country and, and, and performed meetings, and, and we would fly people in, Mary Beth, that had these amazing testimonies using the products. And we had four people with one company. I flew around for a year to every meeting. And uh, they would give these amazing testimonies, and people would be driven uh, with and through their excitement to entertain and try the products. 
And I want to tell you that I'm so proud that I'm approaching our 10th year of owning this company, and we have never flown anyone anywhere to give a testimony, and yet we have never been anywhere that someone I didn't know stood up in front of the masses and gave a testimony that drove people to tears. Mm-hmm. That we have more absolute incredible testimonies, more life changes than than perhaps I, you know than I deserve. I can tell you that. And by the way, if it was about me, I wouldn't deserve it. And that's part of that realization that it isn't about me. That it's bigger than me. That it's about you know me in servolution, me in uh, gratitude, me understanding and becoming the person I always wanted to be by serving others in their best interest, by providing, if you will, a, that olive branch to those who um, have positioned themselves in life. Uh, or have been pigeonholed or relegated to their circumstances to show them a way out, to show them a way to, to absolutely expand the boundaries of their life, to wake up every day as I do, excited to put my foot on the ground knowing that day, today, I'm going to be part of changing somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And uh, ironically, we put together this lofty mission to change the health of a generation, and it's a moniker that we stand by. And I want you to know, looking back uh, seven or eight years ago, it was so naive because we just thought if we could change people's health, meaning their well-being, mm-hmm. that, boy, that was the do-all, end-all. Mm-hmm. And after the last four years and the economic turned down, we began to realize that changing the health of a generation, that part of that was about health and well-being. But part of it was about, you know, um, self-esteem. Yes. Part of it was about well-being uh, in a financial sense. You know, people uh, often are driven to sickness just because they can't pay their bills. They're so sick and tired of being sick and tired that they've just given up. That in today's climate, that they don't have a way out. They can't see any points of relief. And I'm so excited to tell you that not only do we stand for world-class products, in some cases those we haven't even earned and or deserve on the size of our company, but with and through relationships. People that are hopefully listening in today that have been instrumental in some cases, the, the people that have paved the roads with regard to the direction and the effort of the area that we're going to, and that um, we are absolutely enjoying world-class success because we understand that if we help other people get where they want to be in life, that they'll drag us along with them, that we'll enjoy the same benefits, and that we will reach a larger audience with more effectiveness, more gratitude, and an attitude of success that extends across that bridge to significance. And Mary Beth, that's what our life is about, and I'm so privileged to be able to share that with you today and so honored to represent on behalf of literally hundreds of thousands of representatives all over the world our thankfulness and our appreciation for the gifts that we've been given and what a fun time it is. Well, thank you so much, Ron. With that, we do need to close, but thank you so much for sharing all of this information and your excitement, your passion, your enthusiasm. And I know you've touched many lives today with your story. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Glad to have been there, Mary Beth. Thank you so much. Uh huh. And for our listeners now, go out there, make it a great day. You truly deserve it. Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com.
The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.